Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. So, Logan, one of the other things that you noticed from the OTA period is that there's a lot of stuff already in, a lot of positional groups, a lot of formations, a lot of combinations uh, already installed in this offense, which I think is super interesting because it's like it it kind of, to me, says this is a fundamental part of who we are, how we use personnel, um, how we create mismatches, as opposed to being kind of a, a bonus feature if you will, it's fundamental to our offense. And thus, as we start our day one install, we're going to have guys lining up all over the place. We're going to use bunches. We're going to use clusters. We're going to use whatever other terms they use to describe, you know, combinations of players, stacks, and, you know, it's all, all a little different in each offense, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to use all of it. Um, what have you seen so far from that, that you like, and that you think is interesting? Um, and that you're yeah, I don't want to be too specific here, but one of the things, so I got a question for command center. And one of the questions was, you know, um, who's going to be the gadget guy in this offense? Is it going to be Curtis or is it going to be Antonio Gibson? And mm-hmm. I kind of came to the conclusion after watching Kadarius Tony in Kansas City that it's going to be Curtis Samuel, right? Because Curtis Samuel can play a little bit of running back. He can be in the slot. He can be the jet sweep guy. And I think one of the things that that one of the reasons it, it's more effective to have a slot receiver do it is because it dictates certain responses from the person from the defensive personnel. And I'm not sure Gibson would give you those same responses. And so I think that's one of the reasons I think it's going to be Curtis. Now, I think a lot of people, like in the comments of the video, said, oh, well, like, why not have two gadget guys? And I do think that based on that first couple of OTAs, Antonio Gibson's role in the offense, especially as a pass catcher, is going to be a little bit bigger, right? So, you know, like they're motioning him out to run slants. They had him run a couple of choices. They had him run a couple of wheel routes and let him kind of utilize that receiving skill set to make plays against lesser coverage players. So just because I don't think he's not going to be the jet sweep, you know, we're going to motion him to the backfield and get a carry type of thing. Um, he's not going to be that level of gadget guy. I do think his role is going to be expanded, right? And I think um, I think EB, you know, like you sent me that thing of him doing that coaches conference on Twitter where he talked about you have to identify, mm-hmm. um, you know, the traits of your athletes and how best to maximize them. I think that's what you're starting to see in OTAs with Gibson. His role for sure as a pass catcher will be kind of what, what um, the media community and the fans have been calling for the last couple of years were like, hey, let's use that receiving skill set a little bit more. And I think over the first couple of OTAs, you've seen that. And, I, and that gets me really fired up. You know, that I'm like, okay, great. They're, they're finding ways to get him touches in the pass game. They're kind of seeing what he can do. And I think that's ultimately going to help the offense. But he's not going to be this, 
he's not going to be the gadget guy because he doesn't get the the correct response from the defense, right? So if he's in the game and Curtis Samuel's in the game, they're going to match nickel. And so when I motion Curtis Samuel to run the football, we now have numbers um, in the run game because they're not going to adjust to a, run, a receiver in the backfield the same way they're going to adjust to a running back in the backfield. So I think that's kind of what I would say there. It's like, think right. about how San Francisco uses Christian McCaffrey. They use him like a running back. You know what I mean? Like he is a running back. He's not this like reverse. Jet right. They get him screens. They get him slants. They get him goes. They get him good matchups, right? Because he is a good matchup weapon, but he's not the gadget element. He doesn't get a lot of reverses. He doesn't get a lot of, um, you know, like kind of trick play type stuff. That falls to a different skill set. And I think in this offense, that probably goes to Curtis. But I, do, I definitely think of a more McCaffrey type role for um, Gibson in this offense for sure. Yeah, which is great because that does mean you can start right. him in the backfield, motion him out, and have him do wide receiver Correct, stuff. Yeah. And you might draw a linebacker, That's exactly right. um, depending on what personnel group is in. You know, you put him, you put him and Robinson in the game together. They go with a base defense. All of a sudden, you run uh, or you motion Gibson out of the backfield. He runs a choice route on a yeah. linebacker, and that guy is dead. Like there, that's that's easy pickings. Well, for well what Sam they did Howell. the other day, which um, like, so you're there's... exactly to your point, Craig, and I didn't bring it up, but um, they came out in 21 personnel and they motioned to not empty, but they had Alex Arma stay in the backfield as the running back, and then Gibson is the isolated receiver to the right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Arma, the tight end fullback, probably more of a fullback, but I think he fits uh, that he's... fullback role nice. He, yeah. he carried the football a little bit at Carolina and catch the football well. I think he's a very good, very like um, DY kind of fullback, you know. Darrell Young type of fullback. Um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, they yeah. motioned him out to the, to the right by himself in isolation. He drew a favorable matchup. They motioned the tight end out to the left in like this empty kind of ish spread look. And they threw a slant to him and he made an excellent catch on the football and he beat a corner. So I was like, that's what you're looking for from that kind of role. You know what I mean? It's not like it's just, can we find ways, to, different ways to get him touches? And I think having a fullback, having tight ends, having all these kind of flex pieces allow you to do that a little bit more effectively. Yeah, definitely. And then with Curtis, like I, I just laughed when people were like, "Oh, are they going to cut Curtis Samuel? Are they going to cut yeah. Curtis Samuel?" I was like, "No, this is this is the thing that they've been waiting for Curtis Samuel, which is hilarious because Scott Turner was with him in Carolina." But like, this is Curtis Samuel should be Curtis Samuel's dream role. Um, he's a he's a very solid like wide receiver who just lines up and runs routes and catches balls and is good after the catch and all those things but you get a chance to maximize his skill set and get him in the backfield some run you know get him some carries whether it's you know just halfback dives uh type yeah. of stuff because he can run between the tackles or the reverses the jet sweeps all that kind of stuff it works yeah. well with some of the rpo type of stuff that they want to do you know you you can just get defenses moving and shifting and create matchups and it's it's what a modern NFL offense looks like, and what I love about Bienemy and what they did in Kansas City, and um, you know what Kyle does and what Sean does is like these are again fundamental pieces of the offense, not right. trick plays. They're not you know they're not bonus features. Like the offense isn't complete without it, and and I think that that creates a comfort level with for the players because they understand how important it is. And it's not this, Ooh, let's get excited. We finally called the trick play. It's like, right. no, this is just how we run the offense. And, you know, as long as the, the challenge is, do you have the players who can mentally handle it? Because there's a lot of verbiage and there's a lot of concepts. And, and you've already talked about uh, the last couple of pods, how much is in already, but 
it seems like they're handling it all right. And one thing that Rivera has said in the press conferences is, at least on the defense, they're going to do these yeah. installs like three yeah. times. I assume the offense is going to match. And so they did kind of an install in the classroom. They're doing this install now, and then they'll do it again in training camp. So hopefully, you know, you have that all this massive volume of plays and concepts that are second nature by the time the season rolls around. And then you can even build off of those when you get into your game plan specific stuff, but you have this wonderful array of options to create the matchups you want going into every week, no matter what. Yeah. The I think that's are. a really nice way of putting it. It's it, this is just offense, you know, and I, we haven't even talked about the tight ends yet, but I think that group kind of shows you, you know, in addition to the Curtis Samuels, in addition to the Antonio Gibson's just, it shows you the way, the NFL is going. So they get in 13 personnel, not a ton, but I'd say probably out of 50 plays in the practice, maybe 15 reps, which is a good amount, you know, and they find, it's not like they're running the football out of 13. It's like they're running their base concepts out of 13 personnel, trying to dictate certain responses from the defense and, you know, finding ways to get um, Cole Turner on, you know, on a drag route or a corner and have, um, you know, Logan Thomas run this big out, you know what I mean? Like they just, it's, they're utilizing skill sets and you're utilizing skill sets to create matchups. Ultimately, is what you're doing. So it's not like I think that's maybe a better way of looking at it, Craig. Is and you pointed this out. It's not a gadget guy. It's like how do we get the best matchups here for our team based on personnel, based on what our personnel does well. And I think that's man, that probably seems like a little bit of a foreign concept. I think to the to the to the fan base here. Because like that wasn't exactly what Scott was doing. I know he was trying to do that, but didn't come across that same way. So I would say that now we're kind of in the full swing of that. And that's why, to me, I think this feels so exciting, right? It's because you get like, I mean, Paul Turner, right? For, just as an example, he's running with the twos the other day, but he they motion empty and he runs a choice. And like, he's a guy who can do that. He can run choice routes. And like last year, it was like, if, if, uh, if McKissick isn't running choice routes, like no one's running choice routes. And when you look around at the NFL, like teams that can get to that, that route concept in different ways, especially on third down, are more effective football teams. And so now you've got Gibson running choices. You've got Curtis running choices. You've got Cole running choices. You've got Logan Thomas running choices. And all of a sudden it's like, now let's see who's the best at it and can put our offense in a good situation to be successful. But one of the ways you get to those different people doing that is have different personnel groupings on the field. So I'm, I'm it's this is this is 2023. This is the new age of NFL offense. And it's cool to see. Obviously, they haven't got any of the run game stuff in yet because they're kind of prioritizing pass game screen game. I don't think they've run one run play since the start of OTAs, maybe one. So um, very. Yeah, two the other day. Yeah, two the other but day it's the but day that's not a lot. Attempt. You know, usually yeah. you'd have a team run period and you'd have you'd yeah. be running probably between 12 and 15 runs a day. And so to not have that in, I think, is really interesting. Uh, but I do think it, it allows for a sharpness and a dexterity in the passing game that is great to see at this point in the offseason in conjunction with some of this, some of these different roles in the offense. So that, that's been um, that's been really cool to see. Uh, you know what I mean? It's been really cool. And I think he's I get the sense that EB's kind of playing with some stuff a little bit, too, to kind of see what he likes best. And, um, you know, like guys have just really stood out in a dramatic way, which has been cool. So selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, um, good way, by the way, to not uh, not get in trouble with the NFLPA. Right. To get, right. get two practices taken away next year. <laughs> hey, let's just not run any run plays. Nobody yeah. run. Nobody runs into each other. We have... We're just playing seven-on-seven seven football. Um, but, the, you know, back to the the matchups and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Jay used to do this kind of stuff. And, and if the fan base, is, you know, thinks about some of the stuff they used to do with Jordan Reed and isolating the matchups or Chris Thompson and isolating the matchups. But it was very, you know, by, I, I, this, this sounds a little unfair to, like, what they did because they were obviously tremendous offensive coaches. But, like, it's, it's um, kind of elementary compared to the stuff that, teams do now like it was okay well we know if yeah. we just put jordan out there then we'll get this matchups and, and and it's set and it's static right now it's like oh well, we're gonna use motion to do this and then we're gonna or we're gonna use a shift or you know we're gonna start here to get this and then really mess them up because then we change to that and it, it they've got to do a lot of communicating as opposed to just Let's stick Jordan Reed out uh, and on the solo side of a three by one. Know that we're going to get a matchup that we yeah. like and let him run a choice route. That's effective. It works, but can you make it less predictable, thus making it harder to have solutions if you're a defense? And that to me is like the evolution of where we are now with this stuff. Where you now would say, okay, if if Curtis Samuel's the guy we want to isolate, instead of just going three by one and having Samuel be the one and giving him a ton of space, it's let's start him in a diamond formation on on a four by you know four by zero, motion him across, or we're gonna start two by two and then you know motion someone away from him and now he's isolated. Like there's just things that you do, and I, I think the last part we talked about this at times last year because teams did this to the Commanders is. You know, if you can make a defense change what they're doing at the last second, there's a significantly right. elevated chance of success because there's communication that has to happen. If they have a rule for three by one and a different rule for two by two, and you jet sweep motion someone across, there's a good chance that half the defense is going to be playing their two by two rule, half the defense will be playing their three by one rule, and and somebody's going to be wide open. That's how you generate busts. That's how you generate massive mistakes that create big plays, and so. If the more you can do that stuff and not just have to have guys win, the better. But also, you know, you're you're talking about an offense that has a bunch of guys who can win. So 
Um, it's why, you know, if Sam Howell is good and if the O-line ho holds up, it does feel like this offense could be genuinely very good this year, but those are two massive ifs and it, it's really going to come down to execution at the end of the day. But from a, a skill position standpoint and a schematic standpoint, I feel pretty good about that stuff. Um, unfortunately that's, I don't want to say like scheme is, is obviously high cause it can elevate everyone else, but, uh, O-line uh, and quarterback play can undo yeah. good scheme all day long. So it's just, it's just a matter of, of ultimately getting to a point where they're, they're crushing it in practice and then can carry that to the game. Yeah. Uh, and I think you bring up a September. good point there with like the Jay Gruden's and the Kyle Shanahan's and the Sean McVay's and the offenses they were running, they had to evolve. And this is like, I think now this is, I, I guess this is kind of the evolution of that, right? Because like back in the day you said, Oh, we got someone who's really good at yeah. this. Let's line them up here and just say, win. And defenses were like, man, we're getting killed with this stuff. Like, how do we adjust? And so they had to adjust and offenses had to adjust. And I think this is where you get to kind of this stuff where it's like, you know, like little wrinkles on every single play and like little answers and little solutions here and there. And um, the, the kind of the, the subtle evolutions of the quick game. So I totally agree, man. And um, and it, it is exciting. It's, it's exciting to see this kind of. I don't want to say it's it's overly innovative, but kind of like cutting edge stuff, you know, like in terms of creative thinking about game plans. So that, that's really exciting. But like you said, man, it's like if if Sam doesn't get it, if the O-line doesn't come together, which the O-line looks pretty good at the moment, like, you know, they, they look. And again, like I think I, I said this on. Uh, right. They're not in pads. But, but in terms it's, of like May. So in terms of like knowing what to do and being technically in the right spots. Mm -hmm. Like I, like I just go back to last year because it was the close, it's the closest thing we've got. And just how, how the, during this third day, it just was like obvious to everybody that, wow, this they're not even in the same league. And that, you know, they were a bunch of kind of seasoned guys and, and it went to me, it was more scheme than anything. And here now it's like, okay, like this is at least a doable, this is a, a passable thing. So I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think, the biggest test of the offseason, though, is going to be that joint practice against Baltimore. Like, that's the biggest thing right now. Like, because, like, yeah. defensively, they seem to be progressing. It's early, but they seem to be in a good spot. Offensively, they seem to be in a good spot. I think that will continue throughout the offseason because I think EB is a good coach and, and Del Rio, say what you want about him. He gets those guys ready to go. The first thing they're going to have to do is go against Baltimore and just see if it's what it looks like versus a real team. So I think that's, that'll be interesting for sure.